At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. What do you want from your sports book? Great odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you just don't want to bet. You want to live your bet life. And when you bet with points bet, you get great odds and great payouts all in a fast and reliable book. Download the app now and use code VEASAN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And as the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, PointsBet's giving you a free $10 live bet to use during Sunday night football for the last couple games. Must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's get some winners here in the bowl games, college football style, as Paul Stone joins the program now. Hey, pal, it's good to talk to you again. How are you? Doing well, doing well, guys. Uh, excited these bowl games now in full swing, getting you know three or four a day. The rest of the, the rest of the way, for the most part, so a great time of the, the year for us college football fans. And hopefully, all these games will go off the schedule. Okay, so I know that you have an opinion on uh, one of the semifinal games. We'll get to that coming up in a second. But a game that uh, also kicks off tomorrow in the morning, a little bit earlier than the playoff games, is Washington State Central Michigan. In this game now, I mean, you want to talk about a mess. Uh, what they had to do to cobble this thing together. But Wazoo was favored by seven, quietly had a pretty nice season. What do you make of this matchup as they're meeting in El, uh, El Paso? Yeah, I mean, uh, as you kind of pointed out, Mitch, the teams in uh, tomorrow's Sun Bowl, initially they were both expecting to be playing different opponents. Uh, Washington State was preparing to face Miami, uh, while Michigan, or Central Michigan, rather, they were preparing uh, and matched against Boise State. Uh, but Miami and Boise State obviously had to bow out of the game. All these teams were left without a game for a short period of time, but uh, not for long. The Sun Bowl officials uh, quickly put this Pac-12 Mid-American Conference matchup together. Uh, first of all, you know, my teams such as Central Michigan, they rarely play Power 5 teams in bowl games. So this game clearly, in my mind, represents a, you know, a pretty considerable step up in class for the Chippewas. And like you said, Washington State, they beat some pretty decent Pac-12 teams this year. They beat Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington, uh, just to name a few. Another small advantage, I think, uh, in Washington State's corner is the fact that the Cougars, they've been in El Paso uh, for the past several days preparing for a bowl game there. Central Michigan, meanwhile, they've been in Tucson. They were expecting to play there. Today, I believe they're scheduled to make a 300-mile bus trip east on Interstate 10 to El Paso. So not ideal uh, travel situation for Central Michigan. This line's only seven. It just seems a little bit cheap to me. 
Important to note, uh, just in the spirit of full disclosure, Washington State does have at least three starters who opted out, uh, including standout running back Mike, uh, Max Borgie, rather. Uh, but I still think the Cougars are going to win by more than a touchdown here. So I recommend taking Washington State minus seven over Central Michigan. Very good. They're on a great ATS run as well and had a, uh, a solid season, considering they had some uh, issues to deal with also. This is uh, sad. It's unfortunate. This is where we are. But the the Rose Bowl opt-outs with Ohio State, and Ohio State had to return 7,000 tickets. Whittingham has a great bowl record. What do you think of the Rose Bowl Saturday, please? Yeah, I mean, my recommendation here, Polly, it's largely based on the mindset and the motivational levels of the two teams. Uh, on one hand, you know, you have an Ohio State team that played for the national championship last year. Uh, they've made the college football playoff the previous two seasons would have likely extended that streak to uh, three years had it defeated Michigan at the big house uh, in its last game. So the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, I mean, it's a great bowl. But in the eyes of the Buckeyes, it's obviously a consolation prize. You know, they'd rather be playing in Arlington or Miami this week. On the other hand, however, Pac-12 champion Utah, they're relishing the opportunity to play uh, and perhaps defeat one of college football's true blue bloods uh, the Ohio State University, and you kind of touched on it, Utah head coach Cal Whittingham, he's been gold in bowl games, known for his success in these postseason matchups. The Utes 11-3 and three, uh, in these games under his tutelage. Probably the best known of those victories was a little over 10 years ago, I guess getting closer to 15 years ago now, following the 2008 season uh, when they defeated Alabama 31-17 in the, in the Sugar Bowl. And I'm not saying this particular game is completely you know, parallel to that one, but it does sort of feel the same. Ohio State, as you mentioned, they've had four key players opt out of the game, uh, including its outstanding one-two punch at wide receiver, uh, perhaps the best in the nation as far as a tandem at receiver, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both opting out. Also standout defensive lineman Haskell Garrett, kind of the emotional leader uh, of that front seven. He's opted out in an outstanding offensive lineman, offensive tackle Nicholas Petit Ferrer also sitting this one out. Important to note, again, full disclosure, Utah is depleted in the secondary due to injuries. They're going to have to have some new faces, guys who hadn't played a whole lot back there step up in the back. But I still like Utah. I think the Utes are all in on this one. A lot of four out there. If you shop around, you can probably find some four and a half. But in any case, take the underdog Utes over the Buckeyes. I like it. Let's follow the money here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone's our guest. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Paul Stone Sports. That's also the name of his podcast, which you can listen to and download, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now let's go through uh, the one semifinal game that you definitely have an opinion on. And I like your quote that you gave to Matt Humans for the Bowl Guide and Point Spread Weekly on this game. Explain why you think this game is going to be close, potentially, for a couple of quarters but it's not going to be a full four-quarter uh, four game, Paul. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of that is just the fact that, uh, you know, part of the handicapping process uh, in any game is projecting a team's readiness for the task at hand. And I think, uh, you know, first of all, we know Alabama's going to be ready. You know, we can only take our best guess uh, as to how Cincinnati is going to respond to the biggest moment clearly in the school's football history. So I think it's just a recipe where, you know, Cincinnati might, might come out of the gate. They might keep it close for a while, but I think in the end, you know, this is a, uh, you know, this is how Alabama, this is what they live for. 
you know, th- these are the types of games they play. Uh, they come uh, with, with their best effort. They are without. Uh, again, I like to point out uh, as much information as possible. Their standout wide receiver, John Meachie the third, and starting cornerback, uh, Josh Joe, both been lost for the season for the playoffs, so they won't be available. And also, this Alabama team, not as explosive offensively as last year's national champion that featured uh, guys like Najee Harris, uh, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith, a wide receiver, uh, and his wide receiver mate, Jalen Waddell. Uh, but still, while this maybe is not Alabama's best team in recent years, you got to remember that this Cincinnati squad, as impressive as it was this season, undefeated, they won one-score games against both Navy and Tulsa. Those games neither uh, were decided until the final moments. Uh, and plus, another factor I think that's in Alabama's favor that's part of the handicap, Alabama, over the past, uh, since the start of the 2015 season, they are collective plus 78 in the turnover department. Oof. Meanwhile, over the last three seasons, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, he's committed more turnovers than any player in college football, not named Spencer Sanders. So I think Alabama, you can kind of project in your handicap, anticipate that Alabama might win that all-important turnover battle. I just think in the end, Alabama keeps its foot on the gas. They win by more than two touchdowns over new entry Cincinnati. That is incredible information right there. Wow, the breakdown of Bama's turnover ratio uh, since 2015. And then I did not know that about Rattler uh, more than any other player other than uh, Spencer um, well, Sanders at uh, Oklahoma State. That's incredible. Uh, Paul, great to talk to you as always. Good luck this weekend, and Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year to you, you guys, and uh, best of luck to everybody. And uh, let's have a great end to 2021. Thank you, you sir. Be safe. Yep. Okay, let's go through this. This is my opinion here. When... The little guy is matched up against the big boy. Going back, they always win the game, with one exception. When Hawaii with Colt Brennan was in the Sugar Bowl and they got destroyed by Georgia and Matt Stafford. Boise State, now I know it's a playoff game and I've never been here before, but I'm just talking about when the, the little guy, the underdog, is going against the big boy. They always win the game. Boise always did it with Peterson. Destroyed Georgia in the Georgia Dome. Aaron Murray sacked him, I think, eight times in that game. Beat Virginia Tech and Tyrod Taylor. Beat Oregon a couple times. Peterson always won those games. Louisville, with, I don't know if you call him a little guy, but at the time they were. Teddy Bridgewater destroyed Florida in the bowl game. That was the sugar as all. Andy Dalton and TCU beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Great season. Utah went undefeated with Urban Meyer and Alex Smith. They also destroyed Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Central Florida. Beat Auburn in the uh, whatever bowl that was, Peach Bowl. Auburn beat Alabama that year. So what I'm saying is every single time the little guy rises to the occasion here and delivers. Oh, you don't have a chance. It just and I, it, and I will do agree with Pat Forty. If you look at this and say where is Cincinnati weak? Where are they going to? Well, Alabama has a huge edge. Certainly, since he has a weakness in the offensive line, and Anderson could wreck the game. Anderson could wreck the game. That could happen. But just going back and looking at this in the history, and going back even to Urban Meyer in Utah, every single time they're in this spot, they forget about covering. They win the game. But well, here's the thing: it, it is though Alabama's used to this, and Cincinnati's never been on this stage. Right. And I can simply retort: the little guy has never played Nick Saban in Alabama. And that's what they're well, up against Well, not in this, this spot, but in, in a major right. bowl. But they have, yeah, and right. not, not in this spot, yeah. right. Because Utah destroyed them and could have beat them by 50 if Woodingham wanted to that year. Sure, that did happen. Yep. 
So that's in the that's in the history books. Uh, absolutely, Utah killed them in that game. But their playoff history here against good teams, uh, if you want to go back, yes, they have not won it every single year. They have some losses in the playoff. They beat Sparty 38-0. They beat Washington 24-7. They beat a good Clemson team 24-6. Um, they played with uh, Oklahoma the year that Kyler Murray won the um, Heisman Trophy, yep. right? Would you feel better? They, they take out Notre Dame, no problem. I'm sorry. Would you feel better about Cincinnati's chances to win if it was Georgia? Forget about the point spread, but just because Alabama's I would, yes. experience I would, yes. and Saban. I'll yes. tell you, Georgia's resume has turned into a mess here. I mean, with, with the bad start in the Bulls for the SEC, ooh, they beat Tennessee. Ooh, I mean, who did Georgia beat now when you look at it? Well, I think people could come back and say the same thing about Cincinnati other than a Notre Dame game. Miscellaneous betting board props coming up next. Will, will any record go down? This is a great prop coming up. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare The Sports Betting Network. First Bets wants you to get in and all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the promo code Vegas1000. Uh, some great props are available up on DraftKings for the end and the conclusion of the uh, regular season in the NFL. Uh, basically, player props, will any of these records go down? Um, how about any player to break the regular season interceptions record? So you have to, the record of all time is 14. Night train lane. So you have to get 14, you know, basically oh, they're setting the number 14 and a half. Uh-huh. Yes is 10 to 1. So it's, it's digs for Dallas. Will he get four more INTs? I don't think so. The no is minus 3,500. Not going to bet that one. But let me ask you this, though. Diggs is around 7-1 to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. If he gets two more INTs, ends with 13. Can't get there. He can't be Defensive Player of the Year? Nope. Earlier in the year, I thought that could be the case, but Parsons has been a beast. He's now the favorite at some spots of uh, the year Watts had. Um, yeah, but if the Steelers don't make the playoffs. Steam, but, well, sure, yeah, but that's... Right. Uh, but he also, what, what if he closes strong and he has a bunch of sacks again to close out the last two games? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get there. I think it'll be Parsons, but... And, and the fact that I know Chernoff brings it off brings it up a lot too. Diggs gets burned once in a while. Oh, he does. Yes. Yeah. So on that note, with the sacks, that's also on the betting board. 
Will any player yep. break the regular season sacks record? This person has to get 23 or more. Don't look now, but Robert Quinn is 17. Wow. Came out of nowhere. Yes. Uh, T.J. Watt does have 17 and a half. He's only played in those 13 games. The yes is 16 to 1. But we're talking now in two games, a player's going to have to get six sacks to break the record. That is yeah. an all-time back-to-back performance. It could happen. Right. That's possible, but it's very improbable. These are great props. Very creative. I think Cup's going to do it. So do I. I mean, what he's going to do against Baltimore, my God. You're right. What's his prop? Like every, it's 11 in a row, whatever it is. Uh, at least 90 yards? Yeah. I mean, that pff, he's going to have 10 for one, 120 at least. Let me check his game log. Does he have? Yeah. The game logs are nuts when you look at it. And now you have all these injuries and COVID issues. With the, did you see what Burrow just did to him? I know it. I mean, and this is, here comes Mr. I. All I do is pad my stats coming to down. So, I mean, you know who's looking for, and there's nothing you can do, and you can't stop it. Vikings didn't have No one's had an answer for this guy except one game. One game he had 60 yards. That was the game against Arizona all the way back in week four. Every other, think about this, Paulie. Every other game he's had at least 90 yards receiving. <laughs> You're telling me this guy can't win the MVP. It's a silly notion to think that he can't win it. Yeah. If he goes, again, this record right now to go down, he has to have 149 and a half. He's got to get to 150. So he can absolutely do that. He could have 13, 14 catches this weekend against catches Baltimore right. with how bad the secondary the catch, is. Well, how about the yards then? I was thinking more of the yards. Uh, they can get there with receptions, too. Oh, no, I love the receptions yeah. one. That's plus 150. Yeah, okay. That's uh, Thomas has that record. He okay. does, yes. And then Megatron's got the yards. So you like the r- yards. That's yes. plus 175. He's got to get to 1964, and it will go, go over that, 1964 mm-hmm. and a half. He's going to have 200 Sunday. Yeah. I can. His player props are going to be the highest I think I've ever seen Yep. coming up on Sunday, mm-hmm. or they probably should be. All right, so you like yards. I like receptions. How about the passing yards record? It's got to go over 5,477 and a half. The yes is 8 to 1 on that. Uh, I, don't see, I don't see Brady getting that or Brady putting up monster now, even though it's two bad opponents. That's the thing. If, they, if they're blowing out the Jets in Carolina, Arians takes them out. He has 4,580. So he's got no. to basically go for 900 yards in the next two games. No. And then you're going to be running the ball, too. You got in, you got injuries to uh, your major weapons. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that that one's not going to go down. No, I, I mentioned this too. This is at DraftKings to lead the league in interceptions. <laughs> God, is a skooky. Lawrence, Herbert, Tannehill, Burrow, Heineke, all with fourteen. Stafford, Mahomes, Jackson with thirteen. Allen, Carr, Mac Jones, twelve. Lawrence and Heineke are three to one. Tannehill's plus four fifty. Herbert and Burrow are five to one. Mahomes is 20. Stafford's 20. Lamar's 20. Stafford's 20? He's one back? Coming off the hat trick? That could happen. <laughs> yes, it could. Because, you know, here's, here's Stafford could have a huge game on Sunday, but he could also have two INTs. Like, his final stat line could be uh-huh. 380 yards, four touchdowns, and two INTs. That's possible with him. Mm-hmm. Score the fewest points Sunday. Atlanta plus uh, 650. Texans plus 750. Jacksonville's the favorite, four to one. Giants plus six fifty. Jets are on there, two plus eight fifty. That's a cool prop. Fewest points. Yep. To score the most points Sunday, Bills plus five fifty. Tampa six to one. Forty nine or seven. Patriots plus seven fifty. You know, it's no surprise based on the point spreads and who you're going against. But uh, also, yeah, sometimes you get a, a big surprise here with these. 
Uh, I know the, the the South Points put put these up too. Uh, a team could come out of nowhere, and there's a big surprise. And what do someone you have? Gets to, what are you looking at with Green Bay and Minnesota? Minnesota's forty to one. Green Bay is uh, ten to one. I, I know can, it's going to be. See that. I know it's going to be cold there on Sunday night. But neither team has a great defense. I could see that still being a high-scoring game. Green Bay has played in some high-scoring games in the playoffs when the weather's been like twenty below zero. Mm-hmm. How about Washington, twenty-two to one? Now I know it was Gilbert, but they just played the Eagles. Couldn't move the ball. Only took advantage of if the Eagles don't turn it over, and they figure to just run, run, run. Although you have the news with Sanders. I mean, that was a again that was a horror show Sunday night. <laughs> Fifty. Whatever the halftime it, score. So are you talking about the Eagles or the football team to no, get football, there? No, fewest points. Oh, Washington. fewest points. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I, I threw you a, a curveball. 22 to 1, fewest points, Washington. I mean, it's been, the last two weeks have been ugly. And like Rivera said, bleep gets in the way, life, life's getting in the way, car crashes, COVID, injuries. Right. Yeah. What are the Raiders? Well, actually, you know what? What's Denver? Ah, that's a good one. Although they take on a really bad defense, it's Drew Locke. The Raiders are 15. Where are the Broncos? Why can't I find them? Uh, 20 to 1. 20 to 1. 21. Yeah, I'd like that. I'll pick that. Yeah, I like that. 20 to 1. And the Raiders. It's, it's, I mean, I just ran down uh, an hour ago. I ran down their, their, their game log with their scores. I mean, they can't score. Yeah. And even though the Colts have people out, it's just it, – so did, so did Cleveland. Well, and they scored, what, 16 points. Well, and some Raiders. of those guys might be back for the Colts anyway. Right. So – uh, good props. Updated odds to be the number one seed in the AFC. Chiefs are minus 330. Titans are 3-1. to one. Anything there with Tennessee? I can't get there. Although I do think they went out. But I, I, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs put it on the Bengals, and I think they put it on the Broncos. In the NFC, the Packers are minus 650. Cowboys are plus $5. Packers close with Vikings and Lions. They are the one seed if they win and the Cowboys lose. Right. I, I think Dallas beats Arizona. Yeah, so do I. Um, those are good props. Ba- basically, can Green Bay stumble here? Yeah. And then if they would, let's say they lose to the Vikings, right? And the Cowboys beat Arizona. Oh, I would. I, up. I would love Dallas against Philadelphia. Right. Giddy up. And they already killed them one time this year. Well, the Vikings have a 13th consecutive one-score result. Yes, minus 180. This is crazy, isn't it? How yes, it is. Be? Every game but one has been a one-score game. They've had the lead in every game yeah. but one. They never led last week. They um, 13, 12 consecutive one-score games, Minnesota. And this is why, now this is, you know, Thielen's now out for the year, which hurts. But if you go back the last couple of weeks, I've still been saying that I don't want to see this team in the playoffs because of that. They play in all these crazy one-score games, a lot of them are high-scoring. That means that with their variance, right, that they can maybe outscore some teams in the playoffs, and I would not want to see Minnesota. I think they're going to be okay without Thielen because Osborne's a pretty good backup, and Cook is now off the COVID-19 list as well. And that Cousins, too. Yep. The, the problem is, again, it's going to be Cousins on prime time in cold weather against the Packers. Right. And although Green Bay's defense is nothing to write home about, hey, you, you know the history here with Kirk Cousins. Well, the Steelers score a first-half offensive touchdown Monday. Yes, minus $3. They've not scored an offensive first-half touchdown in the last five games. And, come on, Tomlin. They've been outscored 114-19 to in the first half of the last six games combined. That's what a... is going on? It's embarrassing. No, it really is. 
And this will be. And by, by the way, uh, still a lot of people are saying it's not Big Ben's fault. Oh, come on. Is, is it the O line? No. Because Ben's done a bad job. You want to put it all on? I would put some of it on Canada. Ben has been great in the fourth quarter. I know. When they go hurry up and play with tempo. Sure. Canada won't let him do it. What, what do you have to lose? Here's the thing. We all know this, right? They have the weapons to get it done on offense. Mm-hmm. But the offensive line we knew was going to be an issue this year. Ben, ben has had his moments, but it's also been a lot of, oh, my God, he needs to retire right now. What do you think Monday night? It's up to three and a half. They haven't lost on Monday night at home well, in forever, and it's probably his final home game. There's going to be at, at some point, maybe it's right now at three and a half, maybe, maybe now is the time to pull the trigger on Pittsburgh. But I, I really want nothing to do with the game unless it gets out of control at that number. You? Anything? Is that going to be a contest play for you? See what happens when the lines come out today. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard. I, mean, I will say this as far as the contest. I am not taking bad teams. I'm not doing it. Too much on the line. I am not. How do you want to lose? Who do you want to go down with? With 10 picks left, I'm not taking bad teams. At this time of year? I'm not doing I it. I don't blame you at all. Up next, an early edition of In Pocket Plays, and we'll touch on today's bowl card coming up. Determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. Time for our bets today. We like to call it in-pocket plays. Uh, Bet this on Monday morning. Lions plus 7.5 on the road against the Seahawks on Sunday. Uh, Today's bowl action. I'm on Michigan State, minus a half in the first half, minus 120. You can also find Moneyline at minus 130 at some spots. Um, no Kenny Pickett, so I'll take Sparty to win the first half. And uh, NFL, well, to lay, to lay a half a point there. And I do like that prop bet. So I think Cooper Cup, he has 132 catches right now. He needs 18 to break the all-time record. Again, he might stay healthy here the next two games. I'm not joking. He could, he could have 10 at halftime on Sunday. They're going to try anything he purposely could. to get him the record. You could. What? What? Okay, with the, with the two uh, records that are reach here, receptions and yards, if they win and Arizona loses, they clinch the division. Okay. Well, would McVay sit people? or I, can still I mean, s- you have something there. Absolutely. I think they'll try. If they're in position, they'll get him the record, both of them. But I, would McVay punt on week 18? I think if let, – let's say that he has – what, 13 on Sunday? That's absolutely possible the way he's going. So he's 145. He would need five then the following week to break it. I could see him playing Stafford and Cup for the first quarter, first half, and just say, go out there and get the record. And then we'll take you out of the game. Well, you know what another angle is? You think they want to see the 49ers in the playoffs? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you can knock them out? Yeah. Maybe? If that's possible. Ooh. like Yeah. So he also has 1,734 yards. So I'm with you on that. He needs how many yards to break the record? Then 200. I don't have the number memorized in my head. But it's like 235 yards or whatever to break the record. 230 yards or so. I like that one as well. I'm with you on it. Again, a stat line for Cooper Cup. A realistic stat line. I don't want to get nuts. But you're telling me 12 for 160 and a touchdown is not possible against this Ravens secondary? I'm telling you it is. (laughs) Did you see what T. Higgins did? I mean, Mr. Higgins, that was crazy. And then the Packers game before that. Yes. It's stealing. It's it, just uh, Harbaugh knows it. They're up against it. Why, that's why he's going for two and trying to win these games. Yeah. And so that's all for me today.
Flyers tonight. Goal in the first 10. The 13-1 and one run on the yes. Another winner last night. Mr. Otto pointed it out. I think it continues. It's been the gift that keeps on giving San Jose off an 8-7 thriller. Their last time out. Goal in the first 10 tonight with the Flyers. Six-point tees, Packers, and Chargers. I think you get an A-plus effort out of the Chargers. It's Drew Locke. That helps. But uh, Chargers season on the line now, and that was pathetic against the Texans. Plus, they get guys back. And uh, you know how I feel about the Packers. I think the Vikings roll over Sunday night. Peach Bowl today. Pittsburgh, Michigan State over. Well, I mean, uh, well, it doesn't mean it's a dead ticket. I know, it's just... still got a shot, but I mean, uh, eight-point move against us with everyone opting out. And the Irish in the Fiesta Saturday, good game against Oklahoma State. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. And it's been a sick run here for favorites in the Bulls. 14-4 and ATS run and 3-0 uh, and yesterday. But these, the, the, the movement's out of control now. I mean, UNC, uh, North Carolina opened five. It's up to ten. Tennessee opened a three-point dog. They're up to seven, seven and a half. And uh, Michigan State opened a four-and-a-half-point dog. They're now laying three. Would you look at a team total over for North Carolina? I don't know about that. I, I, the last four meetings, not that this matters, but last four times head-to-head under – all four under and by an average of 12 points per game. Yeah, I just don't think, I mean, who knows with South Carolina and Beamer not saying exactly who's out, but they have more COVID issues. So what about the Tennessee game as well, where Hypo, you know, he likes to coach at 1,000 miles an hour. They're playing this game in Nashville, so it's right there for this team. And, again, a lot of excitement around this program's season. Uh, been a long time for Tennessee to actually have a year like this. And yep. the last time, by the way, Purdue played an SEC team in yep. In Nashville for this bowl game, they gave up 60-plus to Auburn. I can get there with that. That's a team total I can get there with. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Cincinnati's team total? Got Tennessee. Hold on. Tennessee has to get to 37. Maybe a first-half yeah. team total. It's a total blitzkrieg in the first you know, 30 minutes here. Uh, Cincinnati's team total? 21, 21 and a half, I imagine. It's in that range. I would not yeah. like to. I'm not going to play it over. You have, the, you have the blowout possibility, though, too, as Paul Stone broke down with the turnovers. Oh, look at that. And if Ritter turns it over. Uh, 22 and a half? Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I could see that under. Score in the first five minutes. No minus 140. Bama. Since interesting. That's a good prop. No is minus 140. Ooh. Mm. We'll spend uh, much more time talking about these two games tomorrow. But have you bet it okay. yet? I laid it with Alabama. I thought it would move. I was I, I, I read Dave Tooley today. On Vison, I was with Dave. I thought I could get a buyback here. I thought it'd be an avalanche of Alabama money. See, I I, I, maybe it's coming. I don't know. I did the same exact thing right away. Uh, snap call. I bet Alabama minus thirteen and a half, thinking it was going to go yeah. beyond fourteen. And then if I wanted to, I could get off and maybe get a middle spot. Didn't happen that way. Yeah. Maybe in play if Alabama gets up early, you can find a better number of Cincinnati to approach it like that. But yeah. um, I'm with Paul Stone on that. I could see. You know, the, it's like the reaction tomorrow could be, ooh, what do we have here? Second quarter, it's 10-7. Cincinnati's in this game. But eventually, I just think the avalanche is coming. Okay. The other thing, too, about how I mentioned the little guy always has won these games. Houston beat Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. And they also beat Lamar Jackson that year, too. Problem was when they got in the conference games. Finally, the NFL released the playoff. Uh, well, but, but, by the way, can I, can I give you, before you jump in there? Yeah. Um, I think we missed the boat, though, with the all-time little guy having a chance. 
In I college th- football? I, I think the program that had a chance to beat any of them was Boise. Oh, yeah. I think what Peterson did up there with that program and that talent, he had NFL players all over. Yes, he did. And the quarterback play that he had, I thought that team 10, 11, 12 years ago was a team that could go anywhere, the anytime. The Kellen Moore team? Absolutely. That team was awesome. And throw any Those team teams? at me, and I'd tell yep. you I would love Boise's chances. Yep. Maybe the Central Florida team a couple years ago, uh, they, they they were really good on offense. I'm not so sure, but give me, I'll, I would go to war with Boise any day of the week. Because in the trenches. Yes. They were, there's, that's where they had the pros. On the oh, O the O and D line. Yep, right, that, right. All right. Uh Bills win and in. They also need a Baltimore loss and a Charger loss. Bengals win the division with a win. Colts win and in. Chiefs are the one seed with a win and a Tennessee loss. Patriots are in with a win and a Miami loss or a win and a Raider loss. Titans clinch the division with a win or a Colts loss. They clinch a playoff berth. Well, they get in the tie business. Don't even put that in why the league puts that stuff up, but I guess it's happened. Uh, Green Bay is the one with a win and a Dallas loss. As I mentioned earlier, the Rams win the division with a win and an Arizona loss. I think that's going to happen. Eagles uh, clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Viking loss and a Saint loss or a win and a Vikings loss and a 49er win. That's interesting. Niners are in with a win and a Saints loss. Those are your scenarios with the playoffs coming up week 17. Hmm. I would almost like to see how that would break for Dallas to play Philadelphia in week 18 and then somehow meet again in the playoffs in the first round. That's happened before with the Patriots and Jets. Remember that where the Patriots killed the Jets on that Monday night game. They met right away in the playoffs, and it's like they have no chance. The Jets have no chance. They went there and they, and they won. Yeah, Patriots were 14-2. and two. They I got that, Brady. I think that was 45-3 to three on Monday night football. Oh, the bloodbath. Yeah. Yep. Um. Do you think people are going to be worn out with Aaron Rodgers and the way that he's now continuing to just, you know, say people are going to call it a bunch of nonsense and then next yeah. year he doesn't know what he's going to do, you know? It's really out of control here. I mean, it's just he loves the attention and he just, just saying something ridiculous every single day, whether it's on McAfee's show or meeting with the media and I could retire. I I mean, it's just... Yeah, here you go. Let, I, I could see that, yeah. Let's play a little Aaron Rodgers this week and why people might be getting a little bit tired of him. Yeah, well, thanks for letting me clarify that. I don't... Uh, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, you know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season. And I think there's... Uh, playing next year is... will definitely be in the thought process. Um, one of the things that that obviously, and you and I have talked about this over the years, wanting to uh, to not be a bum, per se, on the way out and, and to still be able to play, I think is important to me. Uh, if this year has taught me anything, is that, um, you know, I still can play. I still have a love for the game. I'm still super competitive and and still enjoy the, 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 uh, the process of the week. I miss practice and it's tough to not be out there week after week now, but um, I still do love competing and I love being out there. Um, it just... You know, there'll be a lot of a lot of uh, things that all that'll weigh in the off season. Um, you know, saying that doesn't mean, or, or any of the comments I've made doesn't mean I'm thinking about elsewhere. I do want to clarify that. <laughs> okay, right. He's all over. Yeah, I mean, he, he did the same thing last year. My future's a beautiful mystery. Well, what, now well, I, I could retire. What would happen to I want to have say in personnel? Right, right. And, and well, I want to make, make it like a Tom Brady type thing. He also did say that he's had conversations yeah. all the time with the GM this year, which is good and refreshing to him. And now they're buddy-buddy. Yeah. So for him to bring that up, though, to go out on top, if they win the Super Bowl this year, 
and he wins the MVP. That is the ultimate time to call it quits. It is. Can't beat that. Yeah. Can't top it. I don't buy it. No, neither do I. I, don't be, I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves. I don't care if they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, 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 so if they win, that might be the better excuse to go. Anything's possible with this guy. Mike Palm in studio coming up next. His uh, betting tips for the final two weeks of the NFL's regular season. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. A little early this week, oh. the Maestro joins us in studio. Mike Palm, VP, Circa, downtown Las Vegas, Golden Gate, and the D as well. And he also hosts Odds On weekdays at 2 Eastern right here on VEASAN. Hey, pal. How are you? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Nice hey, to bud. have you back. On this eve of New Year's Eve, we say good morning. New Salem, Massachusetts, our loyal Nesson family watching out there. New Lenox, Illinois, Peekaboo Marquis. We see you. New Maryland, New Brunswick. Oh, Canada, Roger Sportsnet. Newcastle, Pennsylvania, everyone watching on AT&T. And Newport Beach, California, all our new viewers on Spectrum. Good morning. Great job. Ready to run it down. How are things? How are the how are oh, things with you? Everything all right? Why? Good. Why we missed you last week? Well, I didn't take off. <laughs> you right? Yeah. <laughs> I was here. Yeah. How was your vacation? Nice. Good. Everything's yeah. great. Yeah. Christmas. My son's birthday was Monday. Oh. Yeah. Playing hockey. Yeah. We got New Year's Eve now. We got the baby shower coming up a week from Sunday, and uh, you know, Survivor. Great time of the year. Yeah. How how's it been with the Bulls here? Fourteen Oof. and four ATS run yeah. for the favorites. Oof. Getting crushed. You're getting killed? You're getting crushed. We can't win a game. The public, the Sharps, they're all on the right side. Uh, the, the, all the moves are right. I mean, right? These games are all moving I'm, the right I'm, way. I'm sure the Oklahoma game did no favors last night. None. But we got beat worse with Clemson. Ooh. Okay. I would have thought we would have lost to the to the under there because I love the under there. Who? How, how was here. Iowa State going to score? Yeah. I was, the team total Iowa State, 20, you could find 21 and a half. I mean, that's another just push it all in, right? With no Brees Hall. But but we got killed by Clemson. They pounded Clemson. Um, everything. Minnesota. I mean, all the, all the moves. All the moves. Maryland. 
I mean, everything. Big move. Is right. it? Is yeah. it? Jeez. Is it bad tonight? Because you guys are big sponsors of the Las Vegas Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been been told though that maybe the Wisconsin contingent is not as big as people anticipated. Really? Yeah. Or are you seeing otherwise? And could I mean, when the Badgers fans come to Las Vegas, they pound their team. So if they win in cover tonight, is that going to be ugly? Well, they come to Las Vegas when they play in Pasadena, right? So when yeah. when they come to Las Vegas when they play, there's interesting though because to get the flight back, the flight back to the, in the Green Bay area, Appleton, and that there's not a flight back till Monday because the way it falls. Uh, over New Year's because you could fly to Madison and, and, uh, and drive, right? But, how far uh, is that? I, I, I what, think the drive, the drive. Uh, hour or so. Oh, okay. It's, no, it's, do, it's definitely doable. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, I, I think we we had pretty decent demand. We still have a few tickets left because you know we were sponsors. So tonight you'll see two circuit commercials on that game. It kicks late too, mm-hmm. but two circuit commercials on it, and then we got some seats, some sideline passes pregame to go down on the sidelines. This that. We'll need we'll need Arizona State tonight. I'm I mean, guessing, yeah. Of course, this yeah. looks like a man. Why is this game only? This game should be like nine, nine and a half. I mean, how are they going to stop? What's Arizona State's best win at the Rose Bowl? I, I can't really determine it. But it, here's the thing: their quarterback is he, he did not have a good year. Ten touchdowns, nine ints. The running back's been good late, but the problem is you can't run on Wisconsin. Nope. And do you see Arizona State stopping the Badger running game? I don't. That's what I said yesterday with them all. I said Wisconsin can run on anyone. And Arizona State won't be able to run against Jim Leonard Stephen. Look, the abortion that happened inside the ten yard line to open with Penn State, they were right there. With, they were right there. Notre Dame couldn't move the ball for two and a half quarters right. Right? Yeah. in that game. Yeah. Then they went, what? They went six, seven straight before they lose at Minnesota in the last game. Right? I mean, this is a, this was this team was ranked fourth to start the year, right? And you always said whenever there's high expectations. They stumble, but I mean, I, this is still probably a top 15 team. I'm telling you, with good quarterback yeah. play, oh. they may have had one loss in the regular yeah. season. That was to Michigan. Yeah. If they'd have beaten yep. Minnesota, obviously they give Michigan a much better game uh, in the championship oh, yeah. than Iowa, right? I mean, so, and they have revenge on their minds, right, after getting embarrassed at home. I think that would have been an interesting, if you could have caught, you know, something close to 10. With, maybe it probably wouldn't have been that high with Wisconsin, though. I'd have been on Wisconsin in that game. We were all over Michigan. Yep. That's right. Hey, great call all year on Cincinnati. Oh, what do you think tomorrow though? Oh, the semifinals. How do they keep up with Alabama? I don't. They have a yeah. good. They have a good defense in the American Conference. Uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, they have NFL players though. That's the one thing that would concern me is how Indiana moved the ball on them when Indiana was healthy, and and they were down in that I mean, game. You, you could, but you they could argue Indiana gave that game away. Well, yeah, that's you, fair. You oh, that's have. fair. That game turned on a roughing the passer call on, yeah. on Ritter on third down. They would have had a punted back down 14 early in the second quarter. They hadn't had yeah. a first down in the game to that point. That roughing the passer was their first first down. I thought they were Dunsville in that game. That changed the whole game. Great observation. Okay. Yep. I, 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 can't, I can't take the points there. Yeah. Really? I can't, but I, like, okay. I think Michigan beats Georgia. Okay. Yeah. okay. I really do. Let's run this down. <laughs> Let's run this down. Now, both things can be true. You were a dominant, great defense, although you played a cupcake schedule, as it turned out. We've seen the SEC so far in bowls, right? Hold your nose, right? They, <laughs> they, they, they didn't score an offensive touchdown against Clemson. If Clemson had any kind of an offense, as Mitch mentioned during the break, they lose that game. UAB, South Carolina, Vandy, Arkansas, blew them out, good win. Auburn, PU, 6-7. and seven. Uh, Kentucky, 30 to 13. Kentucky's good. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Offense, it was at home, though. All right. The best I'll give you that. offense they faced outside of Alabama was Tennessee. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Florida, Missouri, Tennessee, yeah. Charleston, Southern, <laughs> Georgia Tech. You finally uh, face a, a very good team, 
and it's you give up 41 points. Right. So I know you came in allowing seven points per game, but it, that was ridiculous against Alabama. The blown coverages and how bad Bennett looked. By the way, that was 10 nothing. It was 10 nothing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I I think you have something there. And now we're saying and now you have COVID issues and you're saying, oh, we're you, oh, we're okay now. It was bad. And uh, I don't know. But what if Michigan can't run the football against Georgia? That's then, possible. Then the game's gonna be in the twenties. I mean, it's gonna be thirteen to ten. It's I gonna agree. be because I don't think Michigan will make Georgia mm-hmm. throw the ball to beat them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. can they do it? Yeah. With either quarterback. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you this. The Georgia coaching staff, they are going, they're pushing each other out of the way to praise Stetson Bennett. Right. That scares me. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, no, nothing to look at here. We uh, have confidence. We can win a championship with him. I'm not so sure about that. He's a game manager. I mean, he's not going to be able to go out there and put 35 on the board against the top 10 team. And Michigan, I, I still point to the fact that Michigan dominated Ohio State on the line on both sides. Yeah. With, with those athletes. Uh, that game wasn't about the weather. That game was about the trenches. Mm-hmm. Good observation. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I thought Michigan toyed with Ohio State. In the second half, they killed them. I really would have made this line something like Georgia three and a half. That to, low? To think that it's seven and a half, eight. So you know, we opened at nine. I know here. you did. And it sat, it sat at nine for a while. Nine. Well, but also Metcalf said that he thought that he 10 was the right number for, for Michigan and Iowa. And I said, we won't take one Iowa bet at 10. Yeah. And the game closed 15. I will say this, though. Is that close 15 here? 15 oh, here. I will say this, though. Metcalf was stronger than anybody in the country on Michigan against Ohio State. Yes, he was. Remember that? Mm-hmm. When everybody was like, no, we're yeah. moving Ohio State the other way. He's like, not here. No. We're going to move it back down to six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kentucky doesn't beat Iowa Saturday? Come on. Well, how does- hey, hey, hey. Again, how does Iowa get to 14? I, I don't know. It'd <laughs> have to be shenanigans. Right? Turnovers, punts. Yeah. It's like the Nebraska game. Somehow they get there. Right. With the Some, three, the two. The, the block, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. I can't see it. How about your yeah. Irish? That's a good I, game. I, can't, I cannot bet the game. Because look at this Bill 80 email. And by the way, whatever it costs to get, I mean, it's worth the email to get the best bets. I remember a day, a year and a half ago in the summer, where eight people were on Louis Castillo against the Mets with the Reds, and he lost two to one. Okay. There's is 13 that... people at Beeson that are on Notre Dame in this game. Is that, is right? that the official oh, count? God oh, Almighty. And counting, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Wait till some guests pile on with it. I mean, <laughs> okay. It's going to be awful. Uh... No way I can bet it when everybody's on yeah. one side. All right. Okay. I see that. I'm with you. I, I like Notre Dame, but I'm not. Oh, place, just, right. You, this thing, October 8th here, when they play BYU, I, I'm getting calls, emails every day. We're bringing people out. This is. I think this town will be absolutely crazy for this BYU-Notre Dame game at Allegiant. It, it will be packed. Oh, that'll this will be a sellout. Great, mm. This will be the best fall weekend for this city, and um, the fall weekends are great. But yeah. having Notre Dame come here and play BYU is going to be tremendous. Yeah. All right. Did you bet Michigan Moneyline yet, then? I have. You have? I Ooh. have bet Michigan Moneyline. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'll end game. I'll see if we take the points or what happens or maybe total. Look how it goes. You, you, you pinpoint it. Can Michigan run the ball? Okay, so mm-hmm. if okay, if you cash that ticket, mm-hmm. and we get the Wolverines and the Crimson Tide, mm-hmm. then what? Would you like yeah. Michigan? Well, then then I have to see what the number is. Of course, but Alabama's probably going to be laying ten if Georgia's laying, if Georgia's laying seven and a half. I right. I, I don't know. The difference is the quarterback play, though. The quarterback Alabama to Georgia is night today. Right, <laughs> right. All right. So follow the money here on Vsin the Sports Betting Network. The Maestro Mike Palm, VP of Circa. In studio with us also. You can catch his show. It's called Odds On Weekdays at 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific right here on VEASAN. You're going to have no hyperbole coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Mm. Uh, we can discuss. We did. You popped on early Monday with us as well to give us a rundown of um, Circus Survivor. We can go over that. Derek Stevens made a comment yesterday. You guys are willing to take $500,000 on a hedge? On a hedge? 
It's a lot of money. We're praying for five five way chop. So we'll continue on that, and also your over how you're approaching Week 17 and Week 18 in the NFL coming up here on Veasan. It's Follow the Money, the Sports Betting Network. Sportsbook. The Bet River Sportsbook. The Bet River Sportsbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.